Yes, sir. Welcome back to the three man breakdown. It's your boy Rez. And today I got my guy Cooley on. Cooley, wake up. Yes, sir. My guy back on the pod. What's good? What's good, my brother? Man, let's get it. Let's talk sports. It's been a minute. Uh, shit, we about to jump around in the whole league, but we got to talk about last night. The Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics, the best rivalry in sports. And that game did not fail to entertain people. <laughs> it's, it's the same old bullshit with the Los Angeles Lakers. You, they'll show flashes. I'm like, all right, they're like a good basketball team. And then next five minutes, they're like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? Folded that bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> we folded. I, I I don't think I ever seen some shit like that last night, Cooley. Like, the Celtics, they're up by like 20. They was in control of the game. And then, like, around like the last like five minutes of the fourth quarter, we started making like a little a little run. And I'm like, ah, here we go with this fake comeback because we've seen this story at the Los Angeles Lakers basically like the past two seasons. And then Bron started to go off. AD was do- dominating because like you guys had no answer. Al Horford not playing. Robert Williams not playing. So right. I knew like going into the game, it was really just going to be about the stars. Like y'all, y'all can't stop LeBron. Y'all can't stop AD. But on the other right. side, the Lakers can't stop Tatum and we can't stop Brown because we have no wings at all. So it was really just going to be a battle of the stars. And the Celtics had control, and then the Lakers went on that monster run. And it looked like they had the game. They were up by, like, 13. And then, like, what really turned the game was around, like, the three-minute mark. I think Westbrook got a turnover. And then it was, like, a four-on-one fast break. And Austin Reeves just, like, he fouled Tatum. But in a a situation, it was, like, if you're not going to foul him hard and fuck him up, like, don't foul him at all. So that kind of gave you all the momentum. And then Tatum hit the free throw. And then right after that on the inbound, LeBron just throws a lazy pass. Marcus Smart gets a layup. And now it's an eight-point game, like three minutes to go. And I'm like, bro, oh, my God. I'm like, I know this is going to overtime. And then then Tatum and Brown, oh, my God. Look, I'm not going to lie, though. Like like you were talking about, like, it was about all the stars. Basically, I feel like every time we play each other, like, it's the same stat line. Like, Tatum goes off. AD's going off. LeBron's giving you his numbers and and Brown's complimenting Tatum. Like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I feel like it's no surprise every time we play y'all, it's the same kind of results. But it's always a fun game to watch. So, I mean, I appreciate the game last night. It was kind of hard to watch when Boston started losing that lead. But, I mean, it it just showed how good both teams are and how good the Lakers can be if they really get it together. So... Yeah, nah, I've really, like, seen this story happen, like, so much times of, like, us blowing the lead away. Like, we'll be above 500 team if we was able to close out games. Like, even, like, two weeks ago when we lost to the Pacers, like, I fell asleep during that game when we was up by, like, 20 or some shit. Oh, and then, then they made a 17-point uh, comeback in the fourth quarter, and then the rookie hit the game winner, Andrew Nemhart. And I'm like, bro, like, this shit just happens. The beginning of the season, when we thought we had, a, we had the lead against, like, against the Trailblazers in the beginning of the season. There's no way we should have lost that game, but Westbrook does some nut shit trying to go two-for-one in a situation where he didn't need to. And it's Westbrook going two-for-one. So, like, that's basically, like, a empty possession on that. But it's just, like, so much times where we should win games, but we don't win. Right. No, I mean, I look, I want to – I got to ask you this, man. And this is as a Celtics fan. What can the Lakers do to improve? You gotta make a trade. Cause like as you can see, like there is something there. At the end of the day, you have two top ten players in the league. You just need to surround them with the right with the right pieces. 
And the biggest thing, like just looking at our roster, we have no NBA wings really other than like LeBron, but you're not asking them to guard uh, Tatum or fucking Jalen Brown for 48 minutes. No, right. And then other than that, we're relying on guys like other wing is Troy Brown Jr. Other than that, Patrick Beverly guards the best wings. Like he was guarding Chris Middleton. He was guarding KDs. Like he's guarding the best perimeter players. And that nigga began fried. <laughs> yeah, he uh he's definitely a little sketchy on the defensive end. And I don't don't, don't get me started on the offense end, because he missed two wide open layups <laughs> in the fourth quarter. <laughs> oh, yeah, Yo, oh that was bad. You know, like, that was bad. Like, I don't know. I feel like Pat Bev is a good player. Like, I actually really He wasn't doing this Pat last Bev. year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I actually enjoy watching Pat Bev. Like, especially his defensive IQ can be sketchy sometimes, but overall, like, I think he's a very like competitive player on the defensive end, and it's fun to watch at times. Um, I can see why you would be upset. Like, he's not hasn't been the best Pat Bev this season. Um, I don't know if it's if it's because he doesn't like his fit in LA. Nah, or... it's because when you come to LA, the lights is as bright as it could be. Oh, not for like sure. Like the spotlight really on you every fucking game, man. I don't know. For Some sure. people just not built for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on. Um, I like Westbrook. He's been playing better since coming off the bench. I feel like LA fans are too hard on him. Like, yeah, he makes mistakes, but. I mean, he's a point guard in the NBA. Like, you're going to get the turnovers. You're going to get the lackadaisical plays at times. But, I mean, he, he, man, he shows flashes this season that he can still hoop. Like, I think he's a keeper for sure, especially coming off. If he can agree to stay on that bench and just provide for that bench, I think he'll be a great, great, you know, um, player for you guys. That's why why I got to disagree, though. Like, he playing good. Like, I have, like, for the most part, I haven't been complaining about, like, what he'd be doing, even though, like, he does have his moments where, like, yo, what do you... He has the Westbrook moments. Like, we know what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, overall, he's been good. Like, coming off the bench, like, the change like the change of tempo, how he pushes the tempo, gets a lot of people easy baskets, like, AD, just be spooning him, spoon-feeding him buckets. But, like, at the end of the day, he's getting paid the most money on the team mm-hmm. to come off the bench, like, Especially, I think we need to make. We still need to trade him. As good as he's playing, yeah, he could. He got to go. <laughs> he just got to go. All due respect to Westbrook, because at the end of the day, like, even if you look, if you watch that overtime game, niggas was not guarding him at all. <laughs> Putting Luke Cornett on him, and then he was sitting like basically like right at the free throw line. But like, sometimes he could capitalize off the off that because it gives him like a runway to the basket. But right. like. It shows like an end of game sometimes when Westbrook's on the court and there's no type of spacing for LeBron and AD at times. And then you kicking him on a shot. The defense is living with that every fucking night. So I think we still got to trade his contract because he makes the most money, but it's going to have to attach first round picks. But at the end of the day, we need wings. That's going to hurt, man. I'm not going to lie. Y'all don't have that many years, I believe, with Bron that well years that he's gonna still be a dominant player left so y'all the fact that you guys are like looking to sell these picks i really hope you guys don't sell these picks because you know y'all are gonna definitely need the young pieces or years like later on it's gonna look very bad for the los angeles lakers especially if ad can't continue to stay healthy 
and he's getting older in age. Like, I just, I don't know what you guys are trying to, I know you're trying to win championships and that it's like a now situation, but just looking on the future, it's not looking too pretty for the uh, Lakers at this point. I think for me, I'm like fucked on picks, bro. Like, we kind of made our bed. Like, we committed to LeBron. We committed to AD. So let's try and win the championship. We got to put our eggs into this one basket. Because if you look at the Western Conference overall, there's no that one dominant team. Like, oh, this team's definitely making it to the finals. Like, Golden State hasn't really found their footing yet. Uh, the Phoenix Suns been all right. The Pelicans are the best in the Western Conference right now. But there's, like, no no team that's even like the Celtics or Bucks right now in the, in the Western Conference. So I just feel like with the with the couple moves that we can make, say if we get a couple wings, like I know we have people like we've been linked to like Cam Reddish, uh, Bogdanovich, just like add those type of type of role players around the team. We're already what we got with the defense that has been pretty good when AD's on the court. He's been dominant. Like this season, AD's shown that he's a, like a top five player in the league. So okay. I feel like there's no excuses for us to just like. Oh, uh, think about the future. What about the picks? We didn't think about the picks when we traded a first round pick to acquire Westbrook and we did all this other shit. So like, Mm -hmm. well, I feel like we just got to go all in because at the end of the day, what's the point of just staying in the middle? So let me ask you this. I want to actually have two questions back to back. First question is what are your, you told me, I think you told me two of your uh, top trade targets. What are your top three trade targets that you think would be perfect for LA right now and also what is your dream starting five after the trade deadline uh you said top trade targets so your top three trade targets and then after you answer that what is your dream starting five after the trade deadline for LA all right uh I guess the number one trade was like the Miles Turner and Buddy Hill and I just think like the fit is just like just so seamless like you already have AD and then you add Miles Turner, like, other than that, there's no team that's really competing like that. Competing anybody like that, rim protection-wise. It's top three. Right yeah, next to Al Horford different. and Rob Williams, and then also Evan Moby and Jared Allen. Yeah. And then, on top of that, Miles Turner can stretch the floor a little bit, so that can help out AD. Even though the only thing is, it's probably on the glass, because our defense rebounding is, like, really just, it's ass sometimes. Like, we give up a lot of offensive rebounds. And Miles turning out the best offense, I uh, best rebounder. So, right. but I feel like there's no like one perfect trade that's gonna fix every single Laker problem. But I feel like adding that, and then on top of Buddy Hill, who's been like one of the best shooters in the NBA over the past couple of years, that could help our roster. But we're still gonna need to add another wing, and we've been linked to Cam Reddish, and I don't know, like. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Cam Reddish fan, but I feel like he could help the team, especially if we just get him for like not too much, like a second round pick or something. Because his ar- archetype is kind of what we need. Someone that's six seven, six eight, and then in theory, it could be like a three and D type of guy, but he hasn't shown to be, be consistent. Yeah. So then tell me what your dream starting five would be. Dream starting five. After like if all if whatever trades you wanted to happen happen and they settled on a team after the trade deadline, what would your dream starting five be for the LA Lakers? I guess uh man, it's tough. You can start with point guard too. Yeah. Cause if damn, who would I want if we do trade Westbrook and everybody? I'm thinking if we did just did the uh, Miles Turner trade 
and Buddy Hill. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be like LeBron probably running more at a point again. And then we have like Lonnie Walker and Buddy Hill as like the, the guards and then LeBron at the three. Right. And then AD and Miles Turner. I guess I'll probably go with that. That's solid. I like the way Lonnie's been playing for y'all this season yeah, as well. He's, he's been a great pickup. I just How hope old is he? Keep him. Uh, he's probably like 24. Mm, that's Yeah. He could be a good player for you guys if you guys decide to keep him. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. after this. Like personally, I think he's he's having a better season than like when Malik Monk kind of had last year. Ooh. You think so? Yeah. Is he more? See, I don't know the numbers with him. Is he more efficient than Malik was last season? Uh, I could pull up the numbers right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to under. Because my only thing with Malik Monk, he was just terrible defensively. Yeah. Uh, so Lonnie giving you 15.7 per game on 47, basically 40 and 85 shoulder splits this year. Okay. That's very good numbers then. Jeez. Yeah. And then Malik Monk last year was 13.8 points. And he shot it like similar, forty-seven percent from the field, thirty-nine from three, and then eighty from the free throw line. Okay, so they both kind of thrived in their own, which is pretty good for the situation they're in, you know. Um, yeah. As just like I'm trying to think of the word, like uh, just pieces that can fit right with LeBron and AD. Basically, I think they both thrive well. Yeah. Um, How you feel so about Darvin I mean, Ham? Darvin Ham. Um, you know, I should be asking you that, actually. But I think he can be a good coach. I think for right now, it's like the, the situation he's in is kind of terrible for where he has to coach. Like, he has to coach a whole bunch of guards with LeBron and AD. And it's not really – I don't know. The roster just doesn't feel like it's built correctly. Like, I don't know it's what not. they were going for in the offseason. But, you know, even trading for Pat Bev after – you have already have a collection of guards in your team and you're talking about getting real getting rid of Westbrook. I just felt like that was kind of the wrong move. You kind you guys kind of went backwards in the offseason. But I mean at the same time, I feel like there's definitely room for improvement. And I think that he can lead you guys in the right direction with the right pieces. Yeah. Overall, like I can't he's been solid and then there's like certain spots where like, I'll be He'd be, like, with the lineups, but I can't blame too much on that on him because, like, just look like the roster. Like, there's moments where we have, like, three or four guards on the on the court. Like, it'll be, like, Westbrook, Austin Reeves, uh, Kendrick Nunn, and, like, Lonnie Walker with, like, AD. And then it'll just be terrible. Like, But it's just really, like, those pieces and the personnel that he has. But overall, he's still making it work. Like, defensively, like, we're still, like, a solid defensive team, given the fact that we have no wings. Hmm. I also have another question. Um, So, I know you guys have Thomas Bryant, right? How has he been pl- – I haven't been able to keep up with him. I was interested in him, especially because I wanted Boston to pick him up this offseason. But, you know, obviously you guys got him. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, uh, how has he been, you know, playing in your system and – how do you think he is as a player going on in the future? Uh, he's been he's been solid. I know he's like among like the leaders in field goal percentage. Like he'll score, but the biggest problem with him is just he can't defend anything. Mm. Like teams gonna put him in a pick and roll, and then like when he's off when he's on the court and AD's off the court, like it's just no rim protection, and that's when teams kind of get at us in the paint. But overall, like he's solid for like the minutes that he does. Like 
he has like a high motor offensively, uh, finishes around the paint, and his jump shot hasn't really came back to come back yet. But he like a solid like fourteen per minute type of guy. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I wasn't too sure how he would come back off the uh, injury, but yeah, he'll progress well. All right, yeah. so uh, en- enough with the Lakers. Let's talk about yeah. the Celtics. <laughs> Let's talk about the Celtics then. Y'all the best team. Y'all the best team in the league. Uh, Tatum MVP. I mean, of course. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't want to be biased because I feel like why wouldn't he be? Like you could say Luca, obviously, but let's talk about the team's records. Like just like the situation where Harden was balling and his team was balling. I feel like you have to respect. Um, Tatum, like the fact that he's driving the best team in the NBA, um, he's playing as the like he's the best player on the best team. I mean, I think he's shown people that he is a superstar. It was questionable these past couple of years, but I think now he's definitely proven like himself and he's proven the league that he is one of these like top 10, top he can be top five and players in the league. Like, I think he is top five right now, but um, yeah, I think that. He deserves respect. I think the Celtics definitely deserve respect. Um, I like the way the roster is built. So, yeah, can't complain about that. I'm not going to lie. I really hate y'all so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, y'all, know. Nah, y'all good as hell. I'm not going to lie. But, like, I just hate y'all so much. That's how it's supposed to be. You know, I'm supposed to hate the Lakers. You're supposed to hate the Celtics. It's, that's tradition for sure. Like, for me, I'm really just waiting on that rematch of the Boston-Milwaukee. Like, as, like, a NBA mm-hmm. fan, like, that series is going to be fully healthy. It's going to be another dogfight. Uh-huh. Another dogfight. Like, y'all just have, like, a perfectly built roster. If you need, if you want to win a championship, you need that type of wing. And, like, Tate, like you said, Tatum, he's a superstar. Like, he's proven it now, especially, like, the two-way ability. Mm-hmm. He has a case for being the best two-way player in the game right now. I guess you could say Giannis, but, like, yeah, like per, say- as, like, a perimeter guy. He's he's okay. in that top three. Oh yeah, for sure. He's in yeah. that top three. And then like he just has nights where he could be the best player in the, on the best player in the court against anybody. Like we saw against LeBron when he uh, went went at him like for that bucket to tie the game yeah. up. He has right. moments where he could take over the game offensively and it, even like defensively. Like he could be an all defensive, all defensive oh, player. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. Washington Tatum like since high school, I ain't see that coming. Like the all defensive team, like like the pride that he's really taken on that end. And then the growth that he has, playmaking, finishing at the bucket uh, a lot better this season. Like he's having a, com- he has a complete game. It, it's scary to think about because, uh, like you said, like coming out of college, high school, I did not think that he was going to be this great of a player. Like I knew he had the talent to be, but man, the work that he's put in to like to become a defensive player like this, like even last year watching the uh, Nets and Celtics series, the way he defended KD should be talked about more like anytime they were matched up it felt like katie was like like he just couldn't get comfortable like he couldn't get to his spots like tatum he's definitely taking pride in his defense and i think he does deserve to be looked at as an all defensive player too and then like jalen brown like he's able to feast just off like the fact that like how tatum is like kind of being defended and then at the end of the day, like the second best defender is going to be going up against Jalen Brown, like perimeter defender. So he's able to get to his spots, play off Tatum, 
And there's times where he could be in takeover mode. Like any given night, they could get one of them could give you 35, 40. Mm-hmm. It feels like I think they're the top two in uh scoring as a duo. The offense and the shooting has been like really good for the Celtics this year. Defense is stellar. Robert Williams is coming back soon. So like this is this is probably like the most complete team that you could probably say in the NBA right now. And y'all scary. I'm not gonna lie. I actually just seen I now I don't know if this stat was real. Um, I did see it on Twitter. Um, that Tatum and Brown are the highest scoring duo of all time. Now I don't, you know, obviously I don't know if this stat was true or not, but I seen like there was Shaq and Kobe, there was Katie and Steph. Um, I think that that could be y'all definitely up there. If I mean, and it's crazy to think about. Like I didn't think it would be at this, this level. Like, yeah. yeah. Like there were definitely questions last season when I was like, all right, man, I think Brown might have to be traded or this 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 doesn't fit, but they're obviously making it known that they can thrive together and both be successful. Yeah, as like individuals. At this point in time last year, y'all was like a five hundred team. Ridiculous, yeah. I mean the month the year of twenty twenty, I mean twenty twenty two has been ridiculous for itself. It's like if you think about just this year from last season, starting January last season and into this season, like January, I mean, uh, 2022 has been a great year for Boston. Like we just been playing out of our minds. I don't know what kind of flip happened or I don't know, but we've been playing well. Yeah. I think this might be one of the worst years of like my sports fandom. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like you said, though, y'all are a couple pieces away. I don't think, like, I don't think they are a terrible team. I just think that the pieces aren't right together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, y'all can easily make a flip. Y'all can easily, easily make a flip just like Austin did. Like, I, y'all have the talent. Like, y'all have LeBron and AD. I mean, just them two alone, you don't need that much more help. You know what I mean? They, You see what they did in the bubble. So, I mean, I think it can happen. I think you just have to make the right moves. I don't know if we could trust our front office to do that because, like, they're still, like, looking, like, star hunting. There's rumors that they're looking at Bradley Beal. Like, what the fuck is Bradley Beal going to do to this team? <laughs> yeah, he's been, like, I don't know what's up with him this year. That's what I hate about the Lakers. Like, they always just look at, like, the big name. That shit just makes me mad. Like, it, like I don't understand. Like, we won a championship in 2020. You saw the blueprint how to win with AD and LeBron. And they said, you know what? Let's change this shit. Let's get Montrez Harrell and Dennis Schroeder. Let's oh, let's flip all that and get Russell Westbrook like he's gonna fit. And now we have no other role players. Let let's let Caruso go for nothing. So I am seeing right now on my timeline that uh the Lakers are looking at Kyle Was Kuzma. It? Kyle Kuzma, yeah. So I mean, hey, that's not like the way he's been hooping now. I hope that if he does come back, you guys utilize him the right way. Like, I feel like he wasn't utilized the right way when LeBron and AD were, you know, and even in the bubble, I feel like he could have been used better. But I don't know if he was the same player as he is now. Yeah, I think he uh, definitely got better because he had, like, more opportunity to expand his right. game. But, like, so, yeah, it's hey. tough because you kind of like the third option. But, like, playing like LeBron and AD is, like, it's a it's a whole different thing while you play than playing like with the Wizards when you have like a lot more freedom and stuff. To he's just showing rock. he's showing he can hoop like and the yeah. Wizards aren't bad record. Like I don't I'm not let me check the record real quick. Just I think they're on a losing streak right now. Like 
on like a five or six game. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They are on a seven game losing streak. So game. they aren't looking too well. Um, but Kyle Kuzma has shown that he can hoop. And um him as well as Porzingis. I do have to shout Porzingis out as well. Um, but I do think if you guys did get Kuzma, that would improve your team. I think he's a wing, like you were looking for. He's big. Um, defensively, I don't know how much he solves for you guys, but you guys are already, like you said, a solid defensive team. So it's more of just being a, a great fit next to LeBron AD, and I think he can do that. No, I'll definitely take Kuzma back. Like, I feel like at this point, we just desperate. Anybody that's 6'7", like, we might have to hit up the Toronto Raptors because they whole squad, like, full of people like that. Mm-hmm. Are just wings. They're the weirdest built team to me. Like, I think that team is just built of, like, scrappy, long. It, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Like, that team is just, it doesn't feel like an NBA team. Like, they're just all just scrappy. It's not a lot of shooting on that team. It just feels like a physical they're gonna come at you every night. They're gonna hustle. Like it's it's a tough. I like. I mean, I like the team, but I just feel like it's it's a very weird, weirdly built team. Yeah, because they don't have like no traditional center, and like it's just Fred Van Fleet is like the smallest guy on the court, and then from there you have like six five Gary Trent, you have a uh, six eight Scotty Barnes, six eight six nine Pascal Siakam, just like all these other wins. Chris Boucher, uh, OG Ananobi, like he really OG Ananobi strapping. Yo, he is different. I ain't gonna lie. He's definitely different. Yeah. He's underrated. He's I'll give it to him. He is underrated because he does not get talked about, especially as a defender. I feel like he is a uh, one, I would say top five on ball defensive players in the league. Yeah. Like if damn on top of my head, like I think I might have to take him. Like if I need a stop, give me OG. Oh, you taking OG? I'd take Giannis, bro, just because. I know if um, if Giannis gets beat, he's gonna meet you at that rim. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if if you beat OG, I don't know if he has the athleticism like a Giannis to get back and you know defend at the rim. But I think he's he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. Yeah, but I think like OG is just like a little bit better like defensively, like on a perimeter. Okay, okay, I respect that. Yes, but yeah, you definitely made that point with Giannis though, because. Nigga, like, his recovery time is just – doesn't even make sense. But like, I still remember that block that he had on DeAndre and, like, in the finals. Yeah. yeah that shit exactly. was ridiculous. I mean, but that's what makes him kind of special because I feel like his perimeter defense, like you said, isn't the greatest. He's a good perimeter defender. But what he can hold his hat on most of the time is just him being long and him being athletic enough to meet you at the rim if you drive past him. You know what I mean? Like he's he's ridiculous. I'm not yeah, and then like what makes the Bucks like so good defensively? You got Giannis being a help defender, and then Brook Lopez is big as hell. Like, and he's finally like he's got his game back. Like last year, he was suffering that back injury, and he wasn't really doing anything. But he's been playing like pretty well. Oh, very well. Yeah, he's he's shooting the ball very well. Yeah. So I gotta ask you this: since your favorite team is in the West, right? Who do you have coming out the West right now, currently? Damn. Like, there's really, like, no dominant team. Like, we got to talk about the Pelicans. Cause they've Let's been, talk about them. They are hoopers. Yeah, Zion. Like, Brandon Ingram has been out, like, during this stretch. But they've been on, on, like, a win streak, current win streak right now. Zion's been looking, like, in the MVP candidate. 
Uh, and like the guy that we've seen before he got injured, just dominating. I think he's still uh, doing what he did last year. Like the only it's like him and Kevin McHale, the only two guys average like 25 plus po- points, 25 plus points on 60% shooting. Like Shaq didn't even do that. Giannis didn't even do that right now. So like he's just automatic around the bucket. Like there's no Bro, stopping him. He is a dog. Bro, I watched the um I watched the Pelicans versus the Suns game. Not the second matchup, the first the first one. Yo, this dude is unstoppable. Like, oh my I'm watching DeAndre Ayton trying to guard him, like, and he's just literally just driving right past him. Like just you put him in a pick and roll. You whoever's usually they'll they'll send somebody to do a pick and roll with Zion and bro, he he it's it's crazy to watch. Yeah, even him like coming all dribble handles, like you don't want to get away with that. I was a hater at once. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> I didn't I like I love Zion. Like I thought in high school he has one of the best mixtapes ever. I thought in college he was such a great player, but I just something in my head told me like when he gets to the league. None of that is happening. Like he's not bullying people in the league. He's not doing all this physical monster stuff at the rim. But <laughs> that dude proved me wrong, bro. He's special for sure. Yeah, like he really like I don't know. It, it's just so insane, like what he be doing. Like there's really like no one that's that's like him. And then just once they get Ingram back, he be oh. pissing me off. Oh my, he got to stop getting injured. Because oh, yeah, early on in the season, nigga got a concussion because fucking Najee Marshall hit him in the head, and then he come back, and then now he fucked up his toe, and he hasn't been back for a minute. But once he gets back, CJ McCollum, like over the past couple of games, been starting to find his groove a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think the Pelicans might be as deep as anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's facts. Say like Jose Alvarado comes off the bench with some energy. All uh, young. That's what makes it even better, yeah. like even tougher to watch because they're all young. I feel like they're young and hungry, especially like after like last year losing to the Suns, and then now that Zion's back, like watching those two games, like I got to see another series of that, of the Suns and Pelicans, because it's the Suns is full of bitch ass niggas. I'm gonna just I hate the Suns so much. <laughs> I do hate them too. I'm not a big Booker fan. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not as much of a Booker fan, but I respect this game. CP, yeah, CP3, that nigga is the most annoying player I've ever seen play the game of basketball. Like, he's just so, he dirty as hell. I respect CP because he's a winner, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like, the, I, I thought he fell off. And then when I seen him go to OKC and get that team to the playoffs, I, man, my yeah, whole. I, I definitely kind of wrote him off. I, I thought he was kind of falling off at that point. Yeah, I'm like, they took, they sent him to OKC. Okay, see, there's no way he's doing like he's just gonna be probably get traded or he's probably gonna sit out the season. He played and he got him to the playoffs. I think they're fifth seed, fourth seed. Yeah, they so, played the Rockets. They went to like six or seven games against the Rockets, and that's exactly. when they had Westbrook and Harden. So exactly. So hey man, I give him his props for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, campaign like I don't respect this game at all. To like, there's nobody on this Suns team that like I really like enjoy watching. Like DeAndre, Ian, he's solid, but like what pisses me off sometimes, like he could be even better what he is, but he's just not mm-hmm. like assertive enough. Like he's like physically strong, but he just doesn't use it like on a consistent basis. Mikel Bridges, like he probably the most likable one on that team. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I like I like Mikel Bridges. But I'm a little mad 
at Andre Aiden. Well, I'm not mad at him. I think I'm mad at Phoenix. Like, bro, they should just let him go to Indiana. He would have been a much better player. Um, I feel like he was wanted in Indiana. I just feel like you put if you would have had DeAndre Aiden and uh Tyrese Halliburton, oh man, that would have been a show to like I think they would have been a great duo for sure. I yeah. think he I don't think he can be at his like I know he's playing with CP3, obviously, but I think he he just needs a new scenery. Like I think he needs a new team to play on. I think he'll definitely show out for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. They should have just let him walk, but well, at least uh did a signing trade for Miles Turner. And they also got Jay Crowder. I forgot all about him. The right. Suns, like, they they not contenders, contenders to me. Who do you think are the true contenders in a in the Western Conference? It's tough. Yeah, um, this is so tough. This is like the weirdest Western Conference like that I've I've seen. So I'm gonna sound I might sound like a little hater, but I'm not really on the Grizzlies went uh bandwagon like i just don't believe that they're a, a contender yet i feel yeah, like i don't either they got to give um ja like a piece like a real real like solidify star that can really help them like a half court score that can really push them past um some of these tough western conference teams but i do think the clippers can potentially be a, a contender they're getting it together slowly um i think they're built perfectly mm-hmm. i like the i like the pelicans I think if the Nuggets can stay healthy, that would be an interesting team. Um, and I think the Warriors right now are, are my top four. Yeah, I'll say the Warriors. The Clippers were my team to make it to the finals. But I, I just got to see if they're healthy when it comes that time. But like, mm-hmm. if Kawhi is healthy and Paul George is healthy, I feel confident about that pick. But we just got to see if they can make it through a, a season. And then, like, the other pieces that they have, like, they're kind of like another Raptors, how they have, like, so much wings with uh, Paul George, Kawhi, Norman Powell, uh, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum. And then Zubak also been giving you good minutes. Uh, John Wall was a a good pickup for the playmaking side. They got a deep roster as well. So Clippers definitely in that conversation. The Warriors got to be, like... We know they're struggling right now. Well, they're starting to pick up a little bit, but we know when it comes to that time, playoff time, you can't count them out at no, all. You can't. Definitely can't. I mean, Curry's unbelievable. Like, he's definitely one of my favorite players to watch in the league. I think that's for a lot of NBA fans. Like, he's he's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then the other teams, the Pelicans, I think that the biggest weakness with the Pelicans to me is that I think they need to address is really just the rim protection. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to kill them in the playoffs. Because you could get, like, you, you could go at Valanchuna as, like, their best lineup is probably when they go small and put Larry Nance at the five, but he he's still only, like, six, seven. Mm-hmm. So if they do run into, like, a Nuggets in a series, that's going to be a tough one, especially if they end up don't having a big man because they're not going to have an answer for Jokic at all. Mm-hmm. But the Nuggets, ah, their defense is so bad right now. I got to see the pieces. They have the pieces. I just think that it's more of health and just having enough games played together where it's like, all right, they're building chemistry and come playoff time, they're ready. You know what I mean? I feel like they don't have that camaraderie yet. Like, I think that they still have a while to go where they all have played together, you know, enough to. 
Like, I still think Jamal Murray can get even better. I think he's, you know, since he's coming back from injury, I think he's still – he's having a solid season. But yeah, I think he, he can take a jump. He, like – I think he was a little overhyped in the bubble. I knew, like, Jamal Murray wasn't this top five point guard that everybody was saying he was in the bubble. Like, I knew, you know, Jamal Murray's a good player, but he's not – I don't think he's a all-star player even yet. Like, I think he still has another jump to get to. So, yeah. Just, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. They got the second best offense, but defensively, they're third third worst defense. Same mm-hmm. same defensive rating as the Houston Rockets, and they got the youngest team in the league. Oh, sheesh. That's terrible. So yeah, it's been bad for them. But they're still 16 and 10. Jokic is doing his thing. Uh Michael Porter's been out a little bit recently. Like I like the additions that they made, like the Bruce Brown and KCP. Like, I think this is the best Nuggets squad, like overall, like from top to bottom. Other than having DeAndre Jordan on the roster, this probably like the, <laughs> that nigga is terrible. Pickup. Terrible pickup. I don't know how he still has an NBA job because <laughs> of the name. Yeah, nah, he That's just got He just know people in the league. That's what it really is. I think they said that Jeff Green recruited him to come there. Oh, I forgot about Jeff Green. He's a great piece too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just like I said, like even Michael Porter, I think he. He just every time it feels like he's getting better, he it's an injury and it holds him back and then he has to work himself back into his normal, you know, pace. So I think if he can just continue to stay healthy and, and finish out some games this season, I think, you know, I think they will be in good shape. But I don't know if they'll be able to beat like a Warriors, especially because I just know the Warriors are able to expose a big like Jokic on the defensive end. Yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, I'd I would like to see it like sense. them like fully healthy because when they did play like the like if Jokic had some pieces around him, I think the series would be like a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. And, but other than that, the Mavericks, they're no, hell no. <laughs> no. And I'm surprised. Like I thought they would be a much better team, but it just I don't see Luca winning anything. Going I mean, I'm kind of surprised he went to the Western Conference Finals last year, but yeah, like, I'm I just don't see him doing anything until they get him another. I feel like he needs a wing, like not even a guard. I don't think he he's okay with the ball in his hands. I think he needs a wing that can score in the half court and defend, like a two way, a nice two way wing. But I don't know where you would find that right now. Um, I don't know what players that would kind of compliment him right now. But I just know there's there's that missing piece that that can take them to another level. Yeah, like I, I be thinking about this all the time. Jalen Brown's like really like the second, like, like one of like the perfect like second options in the league. Oh, perfect! Like he'll yeah. really like if you put him on like the Grizzlies or you put him on the Mavericks, like all these other teams that he could really just like fit onto and like could make really contenders because of like his skill set that he's like a two way type player off a wing that could get you a bucket. Like that's what I feel like they're missing someone like that because. I hate the Mavericks. Bro. I hate watching them play. I hate the roster. Like I don't know what the future for Luka is going to be because I don't know how they get better from here. You know, it's crazy. And this is probably crazy to say as a Celtics fan, but like a team that I feel like Jalen Brown would just be a dominant, like he would really blossom. I think if he was on the Miami Heat with that culture and like the way they play and if the offense was ran through him like and he was able just to do his thing while also because he's also a great defender so like that he would fit in that system so well as a number one option i think 
man, I think that would be trouble for teams if he was on Miami Heat. But I don't want to wish that on, you know, as a Celtics fan, I don't wish that. I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need Jalen Brown to leave, and then that's gonna start the domino effect on nigga Tatum. I do, hey, 2026. I feel, it. I feel it. I feel a bad like some bad tell me that Jalen Brown is gonna look at other options. Like, I, yeah, just, I, I just have is. that feeling. Yeah, I have that feeling, especially because I know he doesn't want to be a number two piece for the rest of his career. So I can see him fishing for other teams. Yeah, because he's he didn't sign his extension because. I think the main reason why, if he did, he was going to be signed for less money than what it was if he does, like, test the waters of free agency. Mm-hmm. So, it's really just how everything turns out. Like, if y'all end up winning the championship, which oh, I'm praying that doesn't happen. I still I think, think he, he is. No, I still think he might go. Just because if we if he wins a chip, I think he'll, all right, he'll prove to himself, yeah, I could win it. I just won a championship. Like, I know how to win a championship. So, now let me show you I can win a championship while running my team. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's that type of player where he's proven to, he's trying to prove to people that he can be like this superstar player. Cause I feel like he's so underrated right now playing next to Tatum. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I'll see what you mean. Uh, any other teams you want to talk about in the Western conference? Oh, let's talk about the Timberwolves. Cause I think they're probably like one yes, of the most sir. disappointing teams. <laughs> I, I don't like watching the Timberwolves at all. They literally suck, man. They under 500. Everybody was kind of gassing them. Like, they're expecting Ant Edwards to take that kind of jump. I said this in the beginning, like, of the season. I kind of felt like people were kind of overrating Ant. Mm. And, like, they was kind of, like, they was putting him in, like, top 25, top 20 type status. And I just didn't think he's, like, really there yet. And then just like the fit, everything had just been like weird. I thought there could be a better regular season team because I just thought, like, oh, Rudy Gobert, like, He's been playing with like terrible perimeter defenders basically the whole time in Utah, but he's been carrying them defensively and still holding it down on that end. And like the Timbo was like a solid defensive team last year when they had um, Patrick Beverly, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. And I just thought like they still have like the, some of the pieces. Like Ann Edwards is, is good when he wants to be defensively. Jaden McDaniels, I think he's one of the most underrated like type of role players. That is something that we're just going to talk about a little bit later in the episode. Yeah. And then, man, man, I don't know. It's that's, it's not looking good. That team is very sketchy. Um, like you, I just don't know what they were looking for with the fit with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Like I don't know what they thought that would be. I mean, I'm not as a NBA GM. I'm not putting Carl Carl Anthony Towns at the four. Like I feel at like the, he's just too slow. Yeah, too slow. like he can shoot, cool, but defensively, no. Nah, that that was going to bring you a lot of trouble. Do they not know the fours that's in the league right now? Yeah, it's, that was a bad move. Like you, nigga, if you playing the four, you gotta slide. He can't slide them size twenties <laughs> that he, fast. He couldn't even guard five, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that was a bad move. Um, I think it might have to like end up resulting in trading cat though. I think D'Angelo Russell has been a disappointment. Like, man, the dude is just—I don't know. He's just so inconsistent. It's yeah, kinda, I've been good off D-Lo for like for a minute. Man, when he was on the Brooklyn Nets, I was like, okay, this guy has some potential to really be a great point guard. And since then, it's like he's just been on a downhill. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, you know what's bad when the Warriors got rid of him. You know what I mean? Like, they just felt like he just – without, but they got rid of him really before, like, Curry 
and Clay got a chance to come back healthy, you know, play all of them try to test it out, but like it yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this team. I'm looking at the standards right now. The Lakers are right behind them. But we only like two games back. Uh you think the Lakers gonna end up being a playoff team? They're still they still a couple of ground they gotta make up. The Kings are still overachieving, the Jazz is overachieving. I think y'all are a play-in team for sure. I don't know if, uh, like, you know, obviously I don't think you guys get to that sixth seed. Um, but I do think you guys can be a, a play-in team where you guys fight your way into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be tough to do because, like you said, the Jazz are going to have to fall off. And, they like, they're slept on. But low-key, when you look at that roster, there's a bunch of good, solid role players on that team, and they just all – works together somehow i don't know how um yeah it's like when i when i looked at the roster i'm like they got jordan clarkson um colin sexton tht Nikhil alexander walker all these people good like they looking for their own shot Mike so I'm like, how the hell does work yeah conley but like they moving they moving the basketball shooting a lot of threes and just I don't know how the fuck they do it right now. No, but they've I, been falling off like a little bit. But like beginning of the season, did not see it coming at all. I thought it was going to be one of the worst teams in the league. That threw, I think it threw the whole league off because, I mean, like even you look at it, like Laurie Markkinen, he has been hooping. Like I did not think he was this good, bro. Like, man, he surprised me. I know he surprised a lot of people. Probably surprised you too. Yeah, no, nah, facts. Dude can hoop, man. I give it to him. I think now teams are looking to trade for him because he can be a great complimentary piece to a championship team. Yeah. And, like, even, like, last year when he first started playing at three, I'm like, he is not no three. Yeah. But <laughs> Right. Yeah, I don't know. He been proving me wrong. Like, he might be leaning candidate right now for most improved. Uh, I'm Maybe. looking at looking at the Eastern Conference standards now. Let's get it, man. Uh, obviously, you got Boston and Milwaukee as contenders. The Nets been trending up eight and two in their last games, in their last ten games. Mm. What do you think about them? So, uh, I remember last time I was on the podcast, we talked about Ben Simmons, and I ain't gonna lie, I'm still a big Ben Simmons fan. Like I, I appreciate Ben Simmons' game. I think he's underappreciated. I know, you know, he's not performing as well as we hoped, but I think you just got to give it time. I think he thrives in the role that you give him. He's not going to be this 20-point-per-game scorer. He can be. He could be. He still could be, but I don't think he will be. Um, I think he's just a perfect role. Uh, it looks. I don't want to call him a role player because he's a – he would be, in my opinion, one of the best role players like in the league because he just he's he's a do it all player, bro. Other than shooting, he's a do it all player and he's great to have. So I think he's a great player. Um, Kyrie, I just man, <laughs> he's man, he's toxic, bro. I ain't gonna lie, he is a toxic player for NBA teams. Like I didn't see any with when he was on Boston, like. Now with Brooklyn, it's always something every other week. Like they're just trying. It's like the league wants to get him, get rid of him. Basically, it feel that's what it's starting to feel like because there's a story about him every week, and it's not about basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Katie's going to be Katie. Uh, I think they had the role, ple- role pieces. TJ Warren is an underrated piece. He was a guy that could get you buckets. Like even, even without being in a bubble, like we ignore that. I think he was a, a very solid player. Like I think he's a efficient player in the mid range. And I think he's a spark plug, especially if he comes off that bench. So, I mean, I think they're, they're a solid team. They might need some, some size and strength um, in the paint. Other than that, I think they can uh they can make a little run. I don't see them getting to the finals, obviously, but I think they can make a run. Yeah, I can't put them in like the contenders. It's really because of the defense. Like if they, I don't have them as like a favorite going up against Boston or Milwaukee. And then if they play the Sixers, who the hell is guarding guarding NBA? <laughs> That'll be a fun series, though. You can't lie. Yeah, it'll be a fun series. But Nicholas Claxton, like he getting his lunch taken. <laughs> And then they what they gonna do? Put Ben Simmons on him because Ben Simmons does play the five sometimes, and I don't know how how that's gonna work out for him. Like he been in foul trouble a lot this season. You already know how MB is. Mm-hmm. Yep. You guarding him, you already got two fouls before the before the six minute mark. As soon as look, as soon as MB even sees Simmons' jersey, he's going right at him. Like you yeah, know that. If they see him in the series, he's definitely going right <laughs> going at him. That's gonna be a like that's probably my dream series. The Sixers and Nets. That's the series I really really want to see. Really, really want to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Nets, like, they they cool. That's what it really is. I, I'm not taking them serious, serious until, like, they make moves and get, like, a legit big man. Yeah, I mean, like, do you, oh, man, like, I really, now I'm kind of really want to talk about, like, a if they had a series together, because I'm just thinking about, like, the matchup between Harden and Kyrie, like, the way they go at each other is is so fun to watch. Like both these guys have like godly ball handling. Like so, it, it's just fun to watch these guys create different moves on the court. And then I know, of course, you're gonna have the Joel and Bead and Ben Simmons like story. That's gonna be fun to just follow. And uh, you know, Katie's gonna have his great performances. Hopefully. Um, I think it would just be a great series. Tyrese Max is a great player. So that that'll be something fun to watch. Who would you think would want uh win in seven games? Seven games. Oh uh, yeah, we just talked about that like in the beginning of the season. Uh who would I take? I think I'll take the Nets, but I don't know. Like I'm just thinking about that MB matchup. Yeah, I don't know, bro. That's I don't think. But like at the same time. KD, like, P.J. Tucker right now is not – he's not fucking with KD at all. Like, they don't have no answer for KD. I forgot like, about P.J. what are they going to do? Put Thibault, have him playing minutes again nope. on KD? Like, nah, he's done. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, that's one thing they don't have is a wing defender um, other than P.J., but the dude is, what, 38, hitting close to hitting 40. Um, I don't really think you're going to have much success if he's out there trying to guard these – elite wing scorers like powerhouses no i don't he he and i feel like he low-key fleeced the sixers like oh yeah that contract <laughs> they gave him like three years like what <laughs> did, did they do? think what did they think he was going to provide like i mean he's a tough-minded player physical player but you're not he's not worth that money you know what i mean like i just feel like they threw it out there because they needed spacing for Embiid, which is cool i understand that but um like his over under party set at like three and a half points, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's embarrassing the the lack of offensive 
um, like this is the lack of offense he provides for them. It's kind of embarrassing, but yeah, you know how I'm taking over those over those two teams though. Who the Cavaliers? Mm, really? Yep. Oh, that's Donovan Mitchell, man. That dude is cold, bro. He's cold, cold. Darius yeah. Garland as well. Yeah, they're a great backcourt. Where do you rank them in backcourts right now in the league? I think they're number one. Mm. All can time, we, uh, can you share some back? I don't even. I can't even think of any backcourts right now. Can you just share some real quick? Uh, CP3, Chris Paul, Dejounte, okay. Trey Young. Uh, uh, shit. Well, we, I guess we have to consider Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown in that conversation. Uh, okay. Just to put them down, Maxi and Harden. Yeah. Other um, than that. Dang. Yeah, it's not really uh, a game in Anthony Simons. Like, okay, I, okay, I, I guess I'll give it to the Cavs. Then yeah, they might have the best backcourt in the league. Sheesh, I mean that they are elite though. It's not like it's a bad thing. Like those yeah. two players are elite. And uh, then Garland had a fifty point game earlier this season. Dom and Mitchell just be lighting things up. And then I think the only thing is they need to figure out like at the three, the three spot. Karis mm-hmm. LeVert is not it to me. Nah, yeah, I don't think he's it either. But he's been playing pretty like solid for them. Like it seems like they like him over there in Cleveland. I think he's more of a bench piece, a bench piece for them other uh, than starting. But I, yeah. people also forget they have um, Ricky Okora? Rubio. Oh, oh yeah, Ricky Rubio. So I think when he comes back from injury, that'll be a great player to have in the playoffs as well. Like just to come off the bench and provide some spark you know on offense and he's a defensive player as well which is very slept on so yeah and like Evan Mobley defensively he already one of the best in the league Jared Allen is OD as well mm-hmm. so like I usually don't like small backcourts that could come back to haunt them in like playoff matchups like say if they do go up against y'all oh it will it will like they're gonna be fist out on defense every single play like you already know, like, because, you know, in the West, teams were going at Donovan Mitchell. You know, he was a, he's a great offensive player, but it was always his defense was a little sketchy. He has been mm-hmm. improved. He has improved on his defense this season. But it's going to be interesting to see how he holds up and like against these powerhouse teams in the East. It's going to be fun, man. I ain't going to lie. It's going to be very fun. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, that's probably it for like the contenders in the in the East. Is there any other teams you want to talk about? Like Atlanta, Miami is falling off this year. The yeah, Bulls yeah. also as well is not looking good at all for them. The Raptors, See, they are right. Let's talk about the Bulls real quick. They cooked. What are they doing? Like, where, what are they going for? I don't know. Like, they're, they're in one of like the worst positions in basketball. Worst positions. Like, so you get uh Vucevic. He hasn't really helped. And do you do you remember the trade? They got rid of a uh, window. It was a window Carter. I think window was. Carter and two first round picks. One of them Ooh. that ended up being Franz Wagner, and Ooh. they had their first round pick this year. If it's not top four, Jeez. and and Wendell's been hooping from the Magic. Like, I think, He's better than Vucevic already. You know what? Let's talk about the Magic real quick because low key. When you look at that roster, they have a lot of talented young guys that just need to either be healthy or just need that consistency. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm. 
I think we did like rankings like young core. I think I probably I think I put them number one. And then that was like before I even saw what Paula was doing in the beginning of the season. Oh yeah, we knew we knew he can hoop though. I mean, you being a Duke guy, like you knew too. Now I knew he could hoop, but when he was he was coming out the gate averaging like twenty three a game at one point, yeah. like twenty one. Like that's so I didn't I didn't really expect that that high okay. points per game, but I knew he was him. I mean, think about this though. So so you have Paolo, you have Franz, you have Cole Anthony, you have Markel Fultz, you have um, Suggs, you have Wendell, you have Mo Bamba, Bo, Bo is fucking Bo, Bo, you have Isaiah, uh, Jonathan Isaac, which I think he's very slept on. I think if he gets healthy, he's great I, I, I see why niggas are sleep on him because he has to play the late <laughs> Facts though, facts though. But I, I actually like Jonathan Isaac. Like, I, I actually kind of wish. Yeah, as a player, him. like, I wish he was healthy because, like, his skill set is just kind of like it's kind of like a uh, Andre Karolinko. Yeah, like, like I, w- I would love Boston to make a run at him. Um, just even if he just came off the bench for us, I think he would be a very solid piece. Nah, y'all um, need that. Y'all need that. Yeah, we don't though. We don't. <laughs> um, y'all got enough over there. What else? Who else they have over there in, on uh, Orlando? That's uh, mostly it. I think it's really like just comes down to the guards. It's like the X factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need. I think they're still trying to figure out who's their starting point guard. Like who's going to be their starting point guard for the future? Yeah, because Markel he just came back from injury. Like he's been, he's been okay. Jalen yeah, Suggs and like Cole Anthony. I feel like was Jalen Suggs. Once he starts to play well, he gets hurt as well. Mm-hmm. And then Cole Anthony's like he he alright to me. I'm not really the biggest Cole Anthony guy. I feel like he like one of like the uh, like a guard off the bench. I don't see him as like a starting caliber. So I, so you talked about Suggs. I did see a comparison, and I think it was on – might have been on Twitter or something. But they were – one of the fans, I think, compared him to uh, Marcus Smart. And I was kind of interesting because I don't really watch a lot of Orlando games, so I don't know how Suggs has been playing. I know he's hurt a lot. But if he can even get to that Marcus Smart level where he's a defensive-minded guard – Mm-hmm. For them, that would be great, you know. I think because you have the offense with Paolo and France and Wendell is a pretty good offensive player. I think even they're they're going to get a high draft pick this year, so it's going to be interesting to see who they pick up. Yeah, that's just I I, I like Jalen Suggs because he's like one of the like as a young guard, he's probably like one of the better ones in the league. And he could play like either like the one or two, and he's like a dog defensively. It really just comes down to like his shot, if he's knocking it down or not. Because mm-hmm. I think like they could he could play either the one or two. Like I think well, but I don't know. I just gotta see how the shot comes along. I'm still kind of high on him. Yeah, I'm but I think they him. need that. They don't have that guy as like a guard. Like if they fuck around, and get the number number two pick, and get like a Scoot Henderson, they could be scary in a couple of years. That are going to be very scary. I'm trying to look at my notes real quick. Um, oh, yeah. Let's finish talking about the Bulls real quick. So, you know, um, I'm not a big Zach Levine guy. I never was. I feel like he was overhyped. He's an athletic guy. He is a good player. I'm not going to take that away from him. But I don't – like, I just never – like, people were saying that – I remember it was like, a thing going around where he was better than Jalen Brown. <laughs> and 
Like, I just don't, I don't know. I feel like if he's not hitting shots, what is he helping? Like, how is he helping your team? You know there what I mean? A, there was a game uh, earlier this season where he was like one for like 14. And then he got benched like the last three minutes. And then he was sick. But right, because like, it's like he doesn't help. Yeah, if he's, not, if he's not scoring, he's really not helping you in anything. Forget scoring. If he's not shooting the ball, if he's not making jump shots, how is he helping your team? He doesn't. He's not this bulldozer that gets to the rim at will. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I just feel like he's, he's, I mean, he's, a, I'm not, not going to take it away from Zach because he had like, like his efficient years. You know what I mean? I think this year he's still recovering back from that injury. Like, yeah. I, th- I think that fucked him up. And then also like DeMar DeRozan ended up being that number one option kind of did. But like overall, like as a player, it's still like kind of the same because this shots is not, <laughs> excuse me. This shot's not falling. <laughs> this shot's not falling as well as like as it used to be. Right. And then now he's like the second option on the team. Uh, he's not like the best playmaker. He like you said, he doesn't really get to the basket as like like as well as he once was before. Mm-hmm. So he cool. He a good player. But I just yeah, I think like that Tatum. I not Tatum. The Brown and Zach Levine. I think them discussions is over with. So can I ask you something? Uh, we, we about to go there. You about to? Well, no, no, no. I don't. Uh, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you we about to do uh, that. Tatum. I know. Bi. Nah, nah, I know. Nah, Brown we, shit again. I think we settled that conversation already. I hope we did. I don't know what you got going on in your side, but I think I settled it. it. Come on. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, we're talking about Zach Levine. I think let's let's start. I want to know from you first. Um, who are some of the players that you think it's time to give up on? Time like, to give up on. They could be young. They could be older. Like, who do you think is players that, you know, it's time to just move on from the hype? Oh. Uh, time to give up on. They, I feel like I'll be giving up on, like, players sometimes that they just come out of nowhere. And, like, so it just be tough. You don't have one player in mind? I'm, I'm trying to think. That I really give up on, like Killian Hayes. At one point, I was like, "Yeah," because I thought he was about to be decent. <laughs> Facts. And Facts. then he was just horrific, and like it just really hasn't got better that much. But like over like the past couple of games, like now that K's out for the season, he like an NBA player, like at least like hmm. he like a rotation player. But I don't know. Nobody really, really right now that's kind of like swayed me. Like, damn, I'm good off him. Well, you know somebody who I think I I think a team needs to give up on. I think they just need to find another asset. I think it's time for the Sixers to move on from Tobias Harris. Oh yeah, I a thousand percent agree. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. feel like like I think he's a good player. I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't see where this slander is. I don't watch a lot of Sixers games, so I you know at the same time I'm not really sure where it's coming from. He seems like an efficient guy. He can score the ball. He's a a big wing. Four, whatever you want to call him. Um, I think he can be a good player on other teams. I just think not on the Sixers. I think he needs another scene where he can hoop. Uh, I don't know what team. I can't even tell you a team that I think he would be a good fit on, but I just think he... That's the problem with Tobias Harris to me. Like, he... He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but, like, if you're trying to win, 
I don't know if I want him on my team. And especially that he got paid a max contract. I think that's the biggest thing with him. I'm like, mm. they chose Tobias Harris basically over like Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that that they paid him hard. a max contract. Yeah, that's struck hard. And like what how much he's getting paid just doesn't like presenting like the output. I don't know what team in the league could really use him. Like what, the mm. Suns or something? That's a weird fit, but it could work. I mean, it could work. I think he he could excel in that system. Yeah, but uh, since we talk about guys that like teams need to give up on, I think John Collins needs to find a new spot. Mm, yeah, that's facts. Because he's been in the trade rumors like the past like two or three years, and like his production has been go- going down a lot. I just, just think not- it's time to move on. I'm not in love with that fit with him next to Capella. Capella, yeah. I think that um, I think he's a good player as well. Um, I just I don't know. It's a weird fit. Like, you know, you're gonna get your flashy pay- plays with him and Trey, him and Dejounte. But I just think that he needs a new scene. Like, he can be a, a he can go to another level. Is what I'm trying to say. I think him on a him on the Heat would be a good spot. Yeah, yeah. Him next to Bam would be very interesting to watch. Two mobile bigs. That that would definitely be interesting. Yeah. Uh, who else can I think of? Um, How you feel about RJ Barrett? Time to give up on him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. But the dude is just not this superstar that people thought he was gonna. Well, mainly probably you. Uh no, I didn't think he was about to be a superstar. I just I don't. I, I don't thought know. he was gonna be a, like an all star type of player. Like I thought at best. He could kind of get to like what like DeRozan was kind of doing, but it you know what it looks like. It looks like he's only. It feels like to me like he even at right now it feels like he can only put these type of numbers up because he's on a bad team. Like I feel like even if he went to a good team, his numbers would drop. I don't even think he would ex- excel on a good team. I think this he's just a good role player, another scorer, maybe a third option scorer. Yeah, um, I think that's where his role is. Like. You know what I mean? I see him, and I could see like him potentially in the future having like some type of like Andrew Wiggins type of yeah like right. resurgence, like because they're kind of like in a similar situation, like how both of them are on like bad teams and like tasked to be like that guy, especially like this season, like RJ. They mm-hmm. thought it was gonna be a breakout year for him, but he's still like one of the most like inefficient type of scorers. Like he's not good at he's not really good at any three levels. He's stiff. That's the biggest thing with him. He's stiff and he doesn't have like good creation skills. Him and that left hand, man. He just he's so predictable. You yeah, know what I mean, like it's really yeah. When you get to the playoffs, it's like teams are, and obviously teams are scouting on it. I mean, and it's like he doesn't really adjust to anything. Like he's gonna play his game no matter what. And teams they don't believe in that jump shot. Like even when he shot forty percent, like when it got to the playoff times, the Hawks was still letting him shoot. Like we living with that. And then RJ, like he just got that that confidence in him. Like you can't tell yeah. him nothing. This shit nothing. going up. Nothing. And like I like that about him. That like he just got like so that dog tongue is just relentless. But like sometimes when that shit is not falling, it really just looks bad. And we've seen it ever since college. And there's times where he still has that tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm def- know, and- I'm definitely disappointed in him this season. Let's talk about let me talk about a, a player that kind of surprised me this season. Um let's talk about the Aaron Fox. 
I didn't yeah, think yeah. I didn't think he was gonna have this resurgence this resurgence this year. I thought you know this is gonna be year, the year where people finally said, okay, it's time to move on. I think De'Aaron Fox isn't this player that the Kings drafted him to be. But hey, I mean the dude has been balling out this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. And the Kings aren't. I'm not. Let me look at the record real quick. Um. So the Kings are at seventh right now, fourteen and twelve. Um, the dude can hoop. I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it looks like it can work. I think um, the Kings are a very weird team. I'm not a fan of Sabonis. Um, he's a good offensive player, but defensively, he has his issues. Um, but hey, man, I, I'm gonna give it to De'Aaron. He definitely uh proved him. Well, to me personally, I think he proved that he can stay in this league and be a star player for sure. Yeah, I think this might be the year he makes an all-star game. Mm-hmm. I know last year he was battling injury a lot, so I gave him kind of like the benefit of the doubt, but this season he's been amazing. Let's see. Hmm. Anyway, oh, shout out. We got to give a shout out to Shay. Oh, big shout out. All star this year for sure. Lock yeah, in. he's been Un- unguardable. It's ridiculous what he's doing this year. Do you think the Clippers regret giving up on him? Or uh or nah. No? Nah. I feel like it's kind of like a win-win deal because if they didn't make that trade, it basically was like a trade for Kawhi and PG in a sense. Okay, right. Yeah. But do you not think – I think they still could be successful even if they had Shea because that team wasn't bad. The team that got to the playoffs before they had Paul George and Kawhi with Pat Bev, a bunch of scrappy players, a bunch of role players that can hoop. Well, they would be like – I feel like they would be in like kind of like situation like they are right, but they, they just can't they're not doing hump. anything. Like, oh, look at them now. They're, it's, they're, they're a good team. They just can't get over that hump. Yeah, but it's been mostly due to injuries. Like – when because okay. they made it to the conference finals as far as they ever made it, so like that's got to be a win for them in that book, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so we're about to finish this episode off with some player matchups, and let's take it between the former teammates Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox. Who you got? We're going future or just right now? Uh, I guess we can answer both questions. So for right now, I ain't gonna, I'm taking I'm I'm on the Tyrese hype train. I'm taking Tyrese for the future end now. I ain't gonna lie. Now that I think about it. What about you? Yeah, I, I've been a Tyrese guy since he was at Iowa State. Uh De'Aaron Fox really been they both been hoofing this year. So like I feel like there's no wrong answer in a sense, because De'Aaron Fox, like what he's doing for the Kings. It's really like you can't say like more than like anything about that shit. Like mm-hmm. the Kings have a positive record, right? <laughs> when was the last right. time you could say that? Yeah. That don't sound right at all. Like I wasn't even like watching the like, NBA fully. Like last time it was in the playoffs. So if they could even make it to the plan, like that's just a win. Yeah, but what yeah. Tyrese Halliburton's been doing, like he's overachieving as well. Because we thought this Indiana team was gonna be basically at the bottom, but I think he's leading the league in assists this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, efficient, getting you around like twenty points. Where I wanted him to get like around that spot, and floor general, he's a floor general. I, I'm going with Tyrese. 
Okay. So I guess we're both on the same page on that one. Yeah. Uh, CJ McCollum or Anthony Simons? Give me Anthony. Give me give me the younger. Give me the potential. I think and Anthony is a spark plug. Like it seems like every other week he's having that game where he goes for like 20 and a quarter. Like it's it, man, a duke of hoop. Yeah, yeah, he could light it up. He, he could light it up for sure. Um Miles Turner or uh Sabonis? Miles Turner Sabonis. I think Sabonis is a better player, but if you're trying to fit him into like a championship team, <laughs> I think I'll take Miles Turner just because of the defense. Okay. Cause Sabonis, like, you don't want him kind of playing like the five, and he can't guard he like he can't play the four either. So mm-hmm. like, if I'm trying to win a championship, I think I'll go with like Miles Turner on my team. That's a bonus. It's but tough. a better player is I think it's definitely Sabonis. It's like tough, bro, because you put the right pieces around Sabonis. Defend at least a couple two ways around Sabonis. I think. Well, he play, he played next to Miles Turner. But that I don't think that was the right fit. Like personally, I don't think. Who do you think would be the perfect fit then? A, a stretch four, a two way stretch four. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a player. I think like the only person that really like kind of like fits the criteria that like Jaron Jackson Jr. Mm. It's Jaren's not a, to me. Jaren can stretch the floor, but he's not efficient at stretching the floor. You know what I mean? Like he can shoot, yeah. but he's not that great of a shooter to where I want him taking like five threes a game, six threes a game. Like I just feel like Jaren, Jaren. I think Jaren needs to learn how to play inside just as well as he plays outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other than that, I can't really like fit find like a perfect fit. Well, maybe even like a small four, like a now nah, this is just a name. I wouldn't say it would be a perfect fit, but I think like a Jay Crowder, somebody small, like a because if you do that, you're still gonna like in rent protection. Mm, that's facts. That is facts. That's the tough yeah. thing about Sabonis. All right, so you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go Miles Turner then because it, it is a little hard to find the perfect fit. Fits around him. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm a monster for now and for future. Uh uh. Let's go, let's go to classic one. Let's go um and beat Jokic. Damn. I feel like you could kind of make like similar cases of like the two-way ability for like MB, but I'm taking Jokic. I'm taking Jokic, bro. Yeah, I'm taking Jokic. I mean, t- you can control the offense with Jokic. Like I feel like Embiid, you can't you can, but he's more of just he's gonna score. Like he's a he can score high post, low post, he can hit a couple threes occasionally. But I think Jokic like you can efficiently run an offense through Jokic where it's like he's getting everybody involved. Players are moving. With Embiid it's more like all right, give him the ball, now spread the floor. Yeah. Jokic, it it kind of like, like- like Jokic keeps everybody in rhythm, kind of like when it's MB, yes. you get into the high post, and then like now he got a face up, do this jab step. Like it doesn't really like get everybody like kind of like going. But Jokic throws him in a high post, cut, he could throw some no look John, or just like you could just mm-hmm. be in a corner and he just like flings you a pass. Like and it's just players like, know that. Yeah. His offense is it's, it's just ridiculous what he does. But you know what? I feel like that that's what the problem with Philly is. It's, it's like they're 
they're very predictable. Like it's like, all right, they're gonna give the ball to Embiid. Nobody's gonna move. We double Embiid. He's gonna kick it out. There's no. It's not like there's cutting. There's not off ball screens being set. Like it's like get the ball to Embiid. Everybody stand around and watch while he does. You know what he does, but. I don't think that's something that's going to be efficient, especially going on in playoffs every year. Like, it's the same thing with Philly. The same thing, literally. Yeah, I, that's why I don't really, like, like them. Like, if you just look at, like, the roster talent-wise, like, with Embiid and Harden, like, you think that duo would be enough. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, overall, like, when you just watch them play, it's just, like, underwhelming. Like, it's just, like, a lot of, like, slow iso ball kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other pieces around them, it's not, like, they're kind of, like, maximizing them. Like, oh, uh, this guy, like, only person that really, like, fits, like, really well is, I guess, Tyrese Maxey, how he's able to, like, play off them. Because, like, him, like, taking off the dribble, like, he's able to get to the basket and his shot is, like, really improved. But if you just look, like, look at the rest of the roster, like, P.J. Tucker, like, all the other guys they play, I feel like it just doesn't really maximize, like, the whole offense that it could be. And Doc Rivers is a coach, so. So, let me ask you this. Let's compare these two. You talked about Tyrese Maxey. Let's talk about... Who would you rather? Hmm. Who would you rather be your first? Like, who would you think would be more efficient as a first option? Um, Tyrese Maxey or Tyler Hero? Maxey. Maxey. I think. Yeah, I think. I don't believe I don't even, Hero at all. I I lost my faith in Hero. I thought he would be a. I mean, he had a great season last year. Like, I think he's been hurt this season, which kind of held him back a little bit. But I'm gonna say Maxey for sure. I think Hero kind of is what he is. Mm. Like I don't see him nothing. Like you don't think he could be a starting, like a starting caliber shooting guard. Well, he is a starting caliber shooting guard, but he nothing crazy. Like I don't see him being an all star type of guy. Okay. Like, I think Maxi could end up doing that. Man, th- he took another jump this season. Maxi's unbelievable. Yeah, before he got hurt, he was hooping. Yeah. Uh, then I just have one in mind. Let me see if I can think of it. Oh, Zion or Jai? Mm. Ah, man, that's a that's tough. Let me, you know, let I'm me go, I know, but let me go, Ja. Let me go, Ja. Uh, let me let me look at it differently, because he is a point guard. Um, you don't really need to to adjust your team around him because it's like. He's able to adapt, and he's—I mean, man—he's such a dynamic player. It's like you could put anybody around him, and he'll be able to, to thrive. With Zion, it's like you have to have the right team around him. You know what I mean? You think so? Because, and I could like, just be going off—I don't know. Because I could counter that. Because he didn't have the right team around him when he was playing like two years ago, and he was still dominating. Like the year he averaged like tw- his second year. He has Steven Adams and Eric Bustle in the back, well, on their team. Like, Ooh. with no type of spacing. I forgot. And, like, that. now that he has, like, a better team, like, it's it's really, like, so hard to guard him because he's going to draw so much attention, and now he has other guys that he can rely on and kick it out to. Like, he gets easy shots for everybody on the team. Like, he just draws so much attention. So, like, the Trey Murphys, just it just makes it easier on everybody. Similar to how, like, John makes everything easier on him because he just draws so much attention, could get to the paint whenever he wants. But Zion just does that at a, at the top level. Like, But I'm a he's really on, It's him and Giannis. That's the best finishers in, in the league. 
I'm gonna counter that even more because like Ja has never had true help like Zion had. Like Brandon Ingram is an elite scorer. CJ McCollum is an elite scorer. But uh, like who has Ja had that can compliment him on offense? You know, you could say Bane, but I mean, come on, like are we calling a Bane an elite scorer? He's All a right. he's a complimentary role player to me. Nah, he definitely is. Well, I'll, I'll I'll give him a little bit more credit that he kind of like a little bit above that. All right, Desmond Bain. I think Desmond Bain is better than Tyler Hero. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, it's close. I didn't even think about that. It's close. But I think Tyler Hero can – you can run an offense through Tyler Hero more than you can with Bain. Like, I think Bain's more of a come up the court, find a, a good shot with the three, like maybe get you hit you with a step back or something. But I think Tyler Hero – you can run a pick and roll through him. He can find other players. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he definitely has that. But like with Desmond Bain, like in his role that he is, he's like kind of like the like one of the best at it. Like he's one of the best shooters in the league, and just like mm-hmm. complimentary players. Like you don't need to run like so much offense through him. He's gonna find it. He's gonna get find a way to like get his own and stuff like that. That's and right. it's not like he's just one di- dimensional as like a shooter where like. He could take it off the balance and like he's been getting better and better, like creation wise. And what is he averaging? Like probably like 21 a game this year. And he's definitely not a liability defensively, like how Tyler Hero is. Yeah, he's and he's man, he's strong built too. I'm not gonna lie, man. Yeah. That dude is husky for a guard. And yeah. like you definitely got it. Like Zion definitely plays with more talent as of right now. But I, I just gotta take him. I just got to take him. There's no one in the league that could literally could stop him. I respect that. Let me let me uh let me think of somebody. I'll let you know if I got one. It's tough. Like uh, Shay or Jalen Brown. You gonna make me do that? <laughs> Yo. Dang, man. Shay's tough, man. It's hard to not say Shay, but I feel like are we talking about as number one options though? Yeah, we could go there. Who's the better who would be if you gotta take him as a number one option, who would oh, you take? Okay, give me Shay then. Give me uh, Shay. Just because he's more of a capable point guard, more of a capable ball handler. So, yeah, give me Shea. Hmm. But I think, man, I think Jalen Brown, with the right pieces, he would be a beast. Yeah, like I, probably like as a number two guy, like, there's really not many much people I'm taking over Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. Um. Trying to think of some young players. Tatum or AD this year? Come on, bro. We come on. We not serious. <laughs> we not serious. AD has some. <laughs> nah, he has some fantastic like performances. I'm not gonna lie. Like the dude had some. Cri- I, I I was one of the guys that you know, one of the fans that just thought it was time to give up on AD, like trade AD. Because yeah, he, nah, that talk. I, mean? I think that talk to me was like always crazy. Because like when I when people were saying trade AD. I'm like, for what? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to get for AD? Especially, like, his value, if we traded him, like, say, in the offseason, his value was at his lowest. So it's not like we're going to get as much. And whoever we trade for AD, we're not getting a top 10 player back. 
That's facts. So, and then yeah. now, now he's playing at that level. I don't know, man. Him and him and Tatum. I don't know what AD been doing. Come on, bro. He's not winning the games that Tatum is doing. But well, we're talking about as a number one. Oh, I get. But the, all right, so yeah, they're both number one options. I guess you can say, right? Yeah, this year. I mean, just look at the results as, and we can talk about past. We could even talk about the past years, like with Tatum being Tatum has never missed the playoffs. First of all, let's talk about that. Uh, he was he was born into it though. You saw the I mean, I guess you could say that, but even when Kyrie went down, Gordon Hayward went down, he was him and Brown were asked to be like number one and two options. The dude went to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals first year. I, I mean, AD ain't never do that. I ain't gonna lie. I don't. I mean, I, but the teams is way different though. They are, but don't act like AD ain't have help. Well, he didn't have other than that help. one year. Yeah, he, he didn't have much help, but he had like they tried to put pieces around him. You know what I mean? I just, I just think he wasn't a capable number one option going into the playoffs. Actually, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. Because <laughs> when, when AD was in the playoffs, he was he played even he was, better. He was dominant. You're right. You're right. Mm. But All I'm right, looking so at his numbers. Like too. his, he made the playoffs on the Pelicans two years, and first year he averaged 31 and a half points and 11 rebounds, and then the next year, uh, when they won that series against the Blazers, he averaged 30 points and 13 rebounds in nine games. And then for the Lakers, he averaged 28 and 10 when we won the championship. Mm. I felt like he does elevate his game in the playoffs this year. Like, I'm not really like him. Him and I I think I'm just satisfied that he's at least in that conversation in top five this year. Because that's where you need him to be and where he should like he should be. But like all the injuries. All right, so this is a weird one. Um, I'm talking about, and, and I'm going to refer to the future with this. Are you taking Cade or Anthony Edwards for the future? Two former number one picks. Uh, I need to see. Let's, let's make this more interesting and add Paulo. So, like the past three number one picks, who are we Ooh. taking? Man, give me hollow, bro. That dude is yeah. I, I'm taking Tatum. That's young Tatum. I ain't gonna lie. Like, dude, I give it to him. He's smooth for sure. I think I'll take Paulo. And like, the crazy part is, before the draft, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, if, like, if Paulo would go number one in like the previous like two draft classes, like, mm-hmm. and I, I like because Cade is different. Like, yeah, Cade different. Well, college, college Cade was ridiculous, but like. I still think K has another level to get to. Yeah, for sure. And I'm mad he, he out for the season. Yeah, I really hope he gets there. I know because now you think about it, he's going to be out up until next, like until training camp. Yeah. So he's not going to have an off season to really work on his game. You know what I mean? He was kind of struggling this season. So, man, I mean, I, I wish the best for him. Man. I hope he really does prove himself. Oh, facts. Yeah, I think I'll go Paulo. If I had to rank, all right, Anthony Edwards and K. Mm, that's tough. Let me go, Ant. You got to go, Ant, just because of what he's done already. Yeah. I he think I'll probably good. go, Ant. He had a pretty good year last year, so I don't want to take that away from him. Because him at his best, like he could be a top 10 player. 
Did he have Did he have a fifty point game or was it like forty something? Uh, I think it was probably forty something. Okay. Yeah, he he he's definitely a. He can go for a breakout game. I feel like he could he could be able to do that any game, but I feel like he still needs to work on his consistency. Yeah. You think Jalen Green in a conversation? How you feel about him? I was just about to ask you about Jalen Green. I was gonna say, um, well, actually, nah. So I don't really watch a lot of Rockets games, so I'm not really. You ain't too, missing anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody really does, but I like him. Like I think he has the potential to be a great scorer, but other than being a great scorer, I don't see him. Like I don't know if he's an All Star player. I don't know yet. I think he could get to like the Levine type of level. I think he could end up being a. I think he's gonna be a better scorer than like Levine. But mm-hmm. you think so? A better scorer than Levine? More because like, of Levine at his peak, he was a great scorer and efficient at the same time. Yeah, I think. Well, Jalen Green's still young, so like I feel like at his peak, like he could he could be a thirty. I could see him being like a thirty point per game guy on a winning team. Uh, I ain't going that far yet. <laughs> How do you feel about the Rockets, though? Like the way the team is. The young, I don't like it at all. Really? Yeah, I, I'm not really a fan. Like, I don't like KPJ at the one. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. Um, Jabari I like, Smith. I like Jabari, though. I think he. He even, cool. Even if his offense doesn't pan out, his two way ability is, is something to look out for, for sure. Yeah. I feel like for me, like when people talk about Jabari going number one, I thought it was a disrespect to Paulo. <laughs> so like he mm. I'm I'm glad he ain't going number one because I think that would be a, it was kind of good for him. Cause the expectations for him being a number one pick, I don't think he's like that type of guy. But like as like he has like a high floor. Cause like you said, like if his shot's not falling, he's gonna give you like defensive mm-hmm. uh versatility and stuff. Something like they that. definitely need over there. He's yeah, I think there. he's definitely like a great piece. Also like Tari Easton on the, on that team too. Yeah, he's a good player too. Uh like I like I like some of the players, don't get me wrong, but like overall as a fit, I just don't like it. Like Sengun at the five, long term if you're though. trying to win, that he's O D. Like his footwork is is O D. And he, he like get, he kind he got that Jokic in him like with the passes mm-hmm. that he be making. That's what I was about to say. You think yeah. he can get to an All Star level on the right team? Like shit, look what Larry Markin is doing. He could potentially end up being like an All Star mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. So like, if it does break right for him, like on the right team, he could be an All Star. But overall, I think they really just need to figure out where they're going at like the at the backcourt spot. Because I don't think KPJ is a long-term point guard. I don't think Steven Silas is a coach for them. And can Sangoon end up, like, improving defensively? Because if they want to be a serious team, he's going to need to step up his game if he's end up, if he's going to be a starting five. And then they also still missing, like, that that three. You know what else? I got I to gotta ask you this question. And this is going to be probably very controversial for a lot of basketball fans. Is it time to give up on LaMelo yet? Or when will it be time? Uh... Nah, he's coming back tonight, I think. I think he is playing tonight. Yeah. But I just, I don't like what I've seen from this season, even though he's been injured a lot. Well, he only played like three or four games. So uh. I know I'm, I'm kind of biased. I, I'm, I'm hating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, <laughs> I, I like them though. Like I, I, I was a big LaMelo fan. Um, I just don't know if the Hornets is the team for him. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. I don't I don't want to say he's not not going to be a good player. I think he's still going to be an all-star player, obviously. 
He was mm-hmm. an all-star last year. Um, I just don't like that fit on Charlotte. Like, he needs to be with another star. Yeah, I think they just fumbling, like, what they're doing. What are they like, Drafting-wise, like, the past, like, like they drafted Mark Williams, and he's still nominated in the rotation. Uh, James Booknight has been... Didn't they trade Jalen Dern? Uh, yeah, yeah, they had two picks, so... That was the dumb... I mean, Dern would have been a big help in their front court. He could easily start on that team right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mason Plumlee, he's, the worst starting big. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. And Jalen Dern has shown flashes. Like, he might really be a good player in this league, like a very good player in this league. Yeah, he a man. For sure. <laughs> and he's young, bro. Yeah, young. He didn't, I think he might be the youngest player in the league. Crazy, bro, to think about it. And, like, he's that young, but he has, like, the – his body's filled out like a like he's been in the league for ten years. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think I'm not out on Lamelo. Like I think he's definitely like all star caliber player. But it's just really like the the team around the Hornets is just that shit is mid. It's terrible. I'm not gonna lie. But they just better pray they get one Benyama. Are you taking that's, the, that's their only hope? Are you taking Lamelo or Dejounte? DeJounte. DeJounte right now? Yeah. And I'm taking Tyrese over Lamella. Yeah, I was I, I didn't even want to compare that because I was like, <laughs> yeah. but I, I think I might take Lamella over DeJounte. I'm not gonna lie. Just because I feel like you can put him with another star and like like DeJounte's with Trey. I know this is weird to say, but could you imagine Lamella with Trey? Uh like, that would be a good fit. Nah. Or a better fit than DeJounte? I think it would be a better fit than DeJounte. I, I think, like, Lamelo, I mean, DeJounte, he's not playing, like, as terrible. He's yeah, kind of... not. Nah, he's not. I just don't know how, like, Lamelo being, like, more off-ball would be. Mm. I think <sighs> that's probably the biggest thing with him. And then also, like, DeJounte, like, he's able to, like... When he could play off Trey Young, because when he gets the ball, he's able to also like get to the basket, and like he got he able to get get his own in the mid range, run pick and roll. Now his mm-hmm. shot got like a little bit better, but I just think Lamelo kind of needs the ball like a little bit more in his hands. Oh no, for sure, yeah, that's understandable. Lamelo or De'Aaron? Oh, give me De'Aaron. De'Aaron, yeah, no question. Two way ability that De'Aaron has the. Quickness he has. Uh, yeah, I want the air for sure. Yeah. So before I was predicting Cade was gonna have a better gonna end up be better than Lamelo as well. You said Cade? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm taking him over Lamelo for the future though. Hmm. That's that's mm, that's tough. What's the uh what's the point guard on the Pistons? I keep forgetting his name. Ivy. Ivy. Yo, he's he's gonna be tough. <laughs> nah, he is. He's going to be tough. I don't know where I would rank him in young point guards right now. He'd probably be one of the last I'll, few. I'll put him more so as like a two. Mm. So you put Kate at one? Yeah, because he's better. He's a better playmaker. Okay. I think the biggest thing with Ivy, I just got to see how his jump shot does improve. But like getting to the basket, like that nigga, his shit, is, he's electric. Yeah. He has that Westbrook kind of athleticism. Yeah, yeah, the speed that he has and like the way he like gets off the ground. 
How do you feel? And this is this is my probably my last one. Um, how do you feel about the Spurs? Like the way, not I don't want to say like the Spurs in general, but like um, what was it Keldon Johnson and Devin Fazell? Um, like they have a, a few good young players, but it's like I don't know what direction they're gonna go in into the future. Like who's gonna be their featured player in the future? You know what I mean? I think it's it's gonna be coming out of this this year's draft. Cause okay. that's really like their first year of them like rebuilding. Like we never seen the Spurs like really like, really rebuild. Like even last year, they made the play in like with DeJounte Murray. I can and see them getting I can see them getting this Victor dude and becoming relevant again. Yeah, Could you imagine? Yeah, I think it could happen, like honestly. And then like looking at the pieces, like I'm a big Devin Vassell guy. I think he's one of the like candidates for most improved. Kelvin Johnson, he I, he don't really move me like that. Really? I thought he was a I don't see I don't watch the Spurs either, and I really don't watch Kel, like I really he I averaging really, like 22 a game, but like, isn't he efficient too? Uh that's been going down. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't really too short. Um, I heard he was a good player, but I just don't watch enough of him. Yeah, he's not he's shooting 40% this year. From the field? Yeah. Oh, cease. Oh, I know in the beginning of the season it wasn't that bad, but like he went on like a stretch where it's been it's been bad. And like previous years, shot 47%, 48%. But now he's taking 18 shots per game. Like he the worst number one option in the league. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure like him being a number Calvin Johnson being number one option is just crazy. Like that's well, who's on the who's the number one option for the Pistons right now? Bogdanovich. Yeah, I would have to argue he might be the worst. Nah, Bogdanovich we get did you he's see what he was than, doing to the Lakers the other night? <laughs> is he better than Kelden? Yes. No way he has more trade value than Kelden Johnson. Well, Kelden is younger, so he gotta have more trade value. But he, Kelden had a, a great year last year, if I'm being if I'm correct. You have his stats still up? Uh yeah. Last year he averaged 17 points, six rebounds, two assists. Shot uh basically 47, 40 from three. Yeah, like 76. Like he's solid as like, okay, a, yeah. like a role player type okay, of Okay, yeah, yeah. That that does sound like role player numbers for sure. Cause if like he he's basically the number one guy on the team right now, and mm-hmm. like field goal percentage dropped off basically six points. So like 40% is bad. Not too well, yeah. It's not pretty good. Um yeah, that was that was that was my last question for you. Uh, we can wrap this up. Plug your shit, everything. It's all for yours. Man, uh this appreciates you having me on, man. Uh got some great content coming out soon. Um you know for sure. Um got some big name artists, producers I'm kicking it with. So definitely gonna have some some big uh some big stuff coming out soon, but I always appreciate you having me on the podcast, man. Like, always show love for sure, so I definitely appreciate that. You already know. Um, you're always welcome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'll be back on soon, though, for sure. We're we, we going to see how the season pans out and continue to to talk and build on it. So, yes, sir. Uh, all right. It's a three-man breakdown. We'll be back soon. Hit the subscribe button, follow, do all that good stuff. We'll see y'all on the next one. We out of here. Coolie. Wake up. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs>